0: maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's 30 plus years of figuring out who she is, adjusting and adapting and embracing that a hundred times, and then honing in on what makes her unique and doing things that makes her happy. You don't find your style at a store or on the ground like a lost quarter. You have it. It already belongs to you. Maybe you just can't see it right now. Let's figure out how to make it shine. Welcome to the Retro Hip Podcast. A show about home life, working smart, and being a crafty babe. Hi, I'm Andrea, and you probably know me online as Retro Hip Mama. I own Retro Hip Co., a company that runs on vintage inspired creativity and a good mix of hustle and rest. I design and publish Retro Hip Magazine and create content to share as a reminder to women that our creativity is important and should take up space. I'm so excited to chat with you. Let's rock and roll. Style can be anything from using lots of color or sticking with neutrals. It can look like a lot of embellishments or keeping things simple. Maybe it's the type of supplies that you use, like always including florals or pattern backgrounds. It can even look like a certain way and then change and morph and look different from project to project. Your style is what makes your projects unique to you. And that's going to look different for everyone. But I do have A list, as per usual, about finding and loving your crafty style. Number one, start by knowing what you like to look at. Pin or save your favorite layouts, projects, styles, colors. Uh, So if you're on Pinterest, it's a great way to kind of curate certain styles and looks that really speak to you. And If you are on Instagram, you know, you can save anybody's post and you can create like collections, they call them, but they're sort of like Pinterest boards where you can name it and say, these are all the color schemes that I like. These are all of the crafty projects that I like. So there's ways that you can save these things for the future. You can even print out your favorite layouts, create mood boards or like binders full of inspiration, things that make your heart sing. But the key here is to actually look at them and determine what it is you like about them. And then you try to incorporate that thing or that style or those colors into your own projects. And scraplifting is completely acceptable, but you just always need to make sure you're giving credit for any original ideas or inspiration. Number two, Try new styles or techniques that may not feel like you. This is something that I struggle with because I don't see myself as a mixed media artist, but when I do it, I feel very free and um, it just, it, it isn't my, it doesn't feel like me, but it turns out that I do like it. So this kind of, uh, this kind of thing, this tip, it helps you, like, eliminate something that doesn't fit you. So you can decide if it's not for you. Like, the messy part of it is not for me. I like how I feel when I'm doing it, but it's it definitely isn't my style. And I know that. Or it introduces you to something that you never knew you could love. Like, what if you never try it? What if you've never embroidered but you try it and you're like, wow, this is like super fun and I can do it while I watch TV and I love how it turns out. Like who who knows, but you've got to try stuff. Number three, go back through your own pages, projects, Bible journaling, anything, and take note of what makes you the most happy about the things that you've already created. And it's not vain to like your own stuff. I mean, why are we creating things if we don't like what we're doing? So it's completely acceptable for you to like and copy your own stuff. There's no need for every single one of your projects to be completely different. Like I rely on my, you know, grid format as kind of a go-to. I have a formula. There's a reason for that because that becomes your style. It doesn't mean that you're stuck in some sort of comfort zone. Um, It just means that you really like doing that and that is okay. Number four, practice. If you really love how other crafty babes are doing all these gorgeous layers, you got to practice doing it on your own until you love yours as much as you love what you're inspired by. And, you know, you want to get better at spreading paint or splattering all over your layout. You have to practice because I will tell you right now that splattering ink droplets is not easy. (laughs) It does not go where you want it to go and you cannot fix it. You cannot control Z any of that once it's down. So it takes practice with anything. It doesn't make perfect. It just makes better. Hey, babe, quick news break. The latest issue of Retro Hip magazine hit the shop and you can get your own copy right now. Start out at retrohip.co/shop and check out all the new releases this month. There's a limited quantity of printed copies available and the digital copy is always available. There's also a coordinating stamp set, wearable merch and digital add-ons. Retro Hip magazine is designed for and by creative babes. Every issue includes crafty inspiration, digital printables, and leaves you feeling happy and inspired. Grab your magazine and extras today at retrohip.co. Number five, develop a theme for yourself. For me, clearly it's a retro office supply type of vibe. I'm always going to use labels, staples, twine, stitching, something retro-ish, clean lines, bright colors, So think about something you always use and start finding ways to incorporate it in your projects. Like, how is your house decorated? Do you like um, a modern sort of feel in your house? Well, then you might like a modern, clean look in your scrapbook pages. Do you like lace and flowers in your house? Well, then you might be someone who over, you know, not over embellishes, but goes all out with the embellishments because that's something that you like. Develop a theme for yourself. Number six, follow the trends. I mean, they're there. Don't be afraid to hop on that trendy bandwagon and try new styles. This way, you don't have to spend all your energy coming up with something new every single time, and you can take inspiration from other things that are just popular. It's also kind of fun to look back on those kinds of things, and you're like, oh, remember when page toppers were all the rage? Like, I like that. Trends are good. Trends are fun. Number seven, Use discretion when buying supplies. Just because it's cute doesn't mean it's your style. So this is once you've developed a bit of what you like and what you think your style is, you might be tempted to buy things that you used to buy all the time. But now you're aware that those supplies may not define your style. They may not be part of your style, and that could, well, number one, it could save you some money. But number two, it can. Really, help you only keep things in your stash that really speak to you that really make you want to create um I've been purging a lot lately, and I've really whittled down uh, my my stash because i've I've decided the things that I'm just never going to use at least I'm not going to use them right now, and there's no sense in thumbing through them every time I try to go look for something and passing them by i I was doing that with so many things, and I've just realized. I'm not going to use certain things in my layouts. They just, they don't get used. I don't feel comfortable using them. They don't end up kind of going with the flow or whatever it is. But knowing what your style is and what things you really enjoy using will help you when you're buying supplies. And number eight, which is kind of like a 7A, is to purge any supplies that don't fit into the style that you want to cultivate. It's it's okay to get rid of supplies that no longer serve you. Like I was saying before, if it's not spark and joy, <laughs> then you, there's no reason to have it. Just because you spent money on it doesn't mean that you have to keep it. It, it. If it's weighing you down, you don't have to keep it. Like this is your permission to purge things that do not fit into the style that you want to cultivate. Even if you have not decided on your style, you don't feel like you have it just yet, you know the things that get used and don't get used. So maybe next time you purge, you can make a couple of piles. This is something that I will, you know, always use. I'm always going to use florals or I'm never going to use like rectangle die cuts. I don't know. I'm just thinking of things, but that's the kind of stuff that you can think about when you are purging your supplies. And So once you hone in on what you feel comfortable creating, you will be able to stick with buying the right supplies and mastering your style. But the big reminder here is that you don't have to have a defined style at all ever to create and to share. You get to keep and document your memories no matter what. If you love it and it makes you happy and it's doing something for your creative soul, then do it with no expectations. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Retro Hip Podcast. If you like the show and the stuff we chat about, please consider subscribing and leaving a rating and a review on iTunes. You can also screenshot and share the episode you're listening to so other babes can join the conversation. You can also hang out with me on Instagram at Mama because... Well, I'm there a lot. And you can also join my email list. As an email subscriber, I keep you updated monthly on all things Retro Hip Co, and you get a fun Retro Hip magazine sampler when you sign up. Head over to retrohip.co slash news. Thanks for listening.